Welcome to The Orphan Black, the next chapter after show. We are talking episode eight. Helena is back, baby. Vivi and the Sestras finally get an official meet and greet. And Donnie and Allison are back on their freaky, freaky things. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, What's up, Clum Club? We back, baby. Episode 8, Harvest of Survivors. What an episode. Such, so well written. Before we get into it and talk about what we will be diving into this after show, I'm Steph Sabra. Huge fan of Orphan Black since the beginning, beginning, and also a Tatiana Maslani super fan as well as my partner to my left, Shiksha Maitani. She is a, ta- you are a super fan of Tatiana Maslani yes. as well as same kind of background as me. We just love the show. So yeah. when we got Serial Box, thank you, uh, thank presented you so this uh, this uh, audiobook for us. We were we were all in. And if you guys are watching this and for some reason haven't, don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the audiobook, which is the extension of Orphan Black, and it's on Serial Box. And you can go to SerialBox.com and be able to have access to these great episodes. And they are so well worth your time. Oh my God, do it now. <laughs> okay, episode A. Great episode. Episode, um, like I said, we'll be talking about Vivi and the sisters officially meeting and kind of what that meant for Vivi and and the call that happened during it with Kira. Mm-hmm. And then we will also talk about Rachel and uh-huh. a change of heart almost, or I don't know, it was interesting to see it in an hear it in an audiobook version because I feel like now if I rewatched the show, I would miss social cues that Rachel was giving. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, I knew we were on the same page. And then we will talk about uh, the weapon and how it's a a means for genocide, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then we will get into our special segment. Oh, clone, you You did did it! (laughs) And that's where we, like, that's our OMG, what the heck moment. Jaws on the floor. And we love when you guys share yours as well. So if you're watching us on YouTube, hit us in the comments or in the live chat. Shiksha's in the live chat right now. And let us know your oh clone you didn't moment and if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, hello give us those five stars and then also in your review tell us your oh clone you didn't moment so let's jump oh and we have some news and gossip from shit yes as we well. do and then we will wrap the episode with some predictions so let's dive in we open up with this greg kurtzman and mm-hmm. davis and it's it's a really there's high tension, but you kind of tell instantly that um, Davis has the higher ground mm-hmm. from the beginning. What did yeah. you think about this scene and the interaction between these two characters? It was interesting because I don't like either one of these men. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just like a you know I I wasn't very happy with the scene only because of the characters in it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting to get a little bit more insight as to what they were after and what they were doing and the whole weapon overall. I loved when they said it's tag because tag you're it based on the genome that it is. I So I liked the name. It kind of explained the name a little mm-hmm. bit to me. Um, yeah. So it was interesting that they were looking for a copy of what Sturgis had. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 
collaborating with each other almost yeah it was a uh, it wasn't my favorite scene because i obviously love the build-up with the sisters and people like vivi finding out more about what their mm-hmm. life is but it did give us a lot of background information on what this what it does yeah. and how it um the virus specifically in the clones um in the other side of the the american clones essentially in dana mm-hmm. was uh it was meant to not last long. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be brief. So we get that information, which is relieving because Charlotte obviously has mm-hmm. the sick, the virus. Mm-hmm. And the plan was for to go after clones, which is yeah. really freaky. That's yeah. a more that, that we didn't know that before. No, and the fact that anybody can have the virus injected into them and then they are now carriers of the weapon was really interesting, too, because they could easily go and inject people who just don't even know what's going on. Anybody who comes in contact with the clones could then infect them, which is really scary to think about. I mean, just thinking about this even in real life, if there was such a weapon, it's really freaky, right? Because you have no defense. You don't even know it's coming. It's just... It sucks because with these great minds behind a lot of the science that's pushing the needle and this could be so helpful, but it's so scary what people choose mm-hmm. to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what I think later on Kasima ended up saying uh, this weapon could technically be used for good. If a lot of people are sick, you could um, attack the virus and cure so many people if you don't know who has it. Mm-hmm. So it could be used for good, but of course that's never the case. No, never you know? the case. Yeah. <laughs> and so Kurt there's an in- the most interesting part of the scene I think was between Kurt Kurtzman and Davis when Davis realizes that Kurtzman has it mm-hmm. has uh, the like the the piece for to make this or mm-hmm. whatever and he could inject himself with it yeah and he wouldn't be affected because only clones are infected but he chooses not to because he would be weaponized himself mm-hmm. which i guess makes sense do you believe that that's the reason because on davis's side of things he was like what is he doing why wouldn't he just make it so no one else can take it from him now mm-hmm. he is vulnerable yeah um i think it's interesting i think davis just doesn't trust kurtzman and so therefore was caught was trying to be cautious mm-hmm. because you He's not going to just trust him based on his word. So he was trying to just be cautious and protect himself, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. On the other side of things, we we get a lot of Sestra interaction. And it began with Allison and Donnie. And I just love it. It reminds me of their their time with Felix with (laughs) Brightborn. When they... and Donnie had to do some freaky, freaky things too there. And they are just the masters at navigating this space because they look like the most white, well-behaved, like, <laughs> yeah. suburb family ever. But, but they are not. <laughs> they they always have something up their sleeve. And to see Allison navigate the situation where she steal, steals the USB in such perfect Allison way. But I love hearing her internal dialogue, which is mm-hmm. what would Sarah do? What would Sarah yeah, that I literally wrote that down. What would Sarah do in this situation? Because I laughed out loud in that moment. Um, that's one of the best things about this audiobook. It's that we get to really see what's going on inside their heads, which is something we didn't get with the TV show, um, which is really cool because now you see Allison's always very proper, doing terrible things, but is proper about it. Um, but then, but she's smart. Yeah, and Rachel really makes smart. a call to it. Do not underestimate them, especially yeah. someone like Allison. Allison is continuously under. Estimated, uh-huh. and she continuously is like 
honestly kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> you missed everything I was going to do. Yeah, I know. That's, but that's what we love about her so much because you just never know what she's going to do next. And just having Donnie and Allison in this situation, in this club, it just really took me back to older times mm-hmm. in this show. And I loved it. They're really strong as a couple, which is nice. The best. Yeah. The best. I'm so glad Donnie got off his BS and, yeah. <laughs> and then really, like, dove into committing to Allison and yeah. the Sestras and treating them well and helping them. And yeah. be- he's the ultimate ally. He really is. And I love that about him because he's very much loyal to them. Um, he's, you know, he started off as a monitor, but now... <laughs> but so did Paul. Yeah. And, oh, R.I.P. Well, Paul. Yeah, R.I.P. Paul. <laughs> but-, but let's talk about quickly... I just love when Donnie gets hit on. Oh my god, that, that was, was so, so funny. funny. Oh, that was everything. And so Donnie is <laughs> so well written. Uh, I believe the uh, writer was Madeline Ashby. Yes. And she's amazing, and we, we love, love her. her here. And so that that scene where Donnie is kind of shocked, but also complimented, mm-hmm. I love. It's yeah. so Donnie. It's so quintessentially him. Yeah, it was. And then after that, when they created a scene and said, he's a clone perv, and, and they started freaking out and getting other people on their side, that was that was so perfect for them and so well written. Yeah. I really loved that. There are pervs for everything. Yeah. <laughs> but now there are clone pervs. That's a thing now. I believe that well, fully. <laughs> well, yeah. like, there's a footopedia that people will yeah. just wild out about anything. That's true. No, but now that everybody knows about clones, <laughs> this isn't a real problem that they're now going to have to face. Yeah. I'm sure there was you know? already an underground. Oh, yeah, probably. Obsession with clones. Yeah. <laughs> figuring out. Wherever there's a mystery, there's a cult. Yes. <laughs> well, that's really true. Okay, and on the other side of the sisters, before Allison unite or Allison ends up uniting with them, Vivi and Kasima, this is a really interesting mix and and same with Vivi and Sarah, because the last we saw of them, Vivi mm-hmm. was crazy and just completely she she blew up their spot Mm -hmm. and made them look psychotic and really it's just she doesn't know who she is she doesn't know where she is and she doesn't know what to do really so Mm -hmm. this integration of the characters and Vivi kind of coming into her own but then also having an existential crisis Mm -hmm. about her existence was really really moving because I could only imagine when we got the integration of Dana, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and she had known her, and then so not only is Vivi had to suppress her entire childhood, she was made to believe she was crazy yeah. and making up things, and then now she sees all these full, rich, diverse, unique lives within each of these sisters. So to me, it was a really sad scene, honestly. Yeah, it was, and you know, I. I'm really curious to know more about her parents and mm-hmm. what even went on there and why all these cousins were together. I want to know more about that, and I'm hoping that they tell us more. Um, but you really feel for Vivi because she's just trying to protect herself. She's trying to understand what's going on and, and doing the best she can. She's like a Sarah but she didn't have other clones in the beginning to kind of help her out where, like, Allison was there for her in the beginning. 
um, Vivi's kind of just been on her own, and she couldn't even contact up until today. She couldn't contact Arun, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's it is really sad. And, and speaking of Arun, Allison even bringing up Arun and being in telling her, it seems like he had a very deep connection and was genuinely mm-hmm. worried about you. And she was upset by that. Mm-hmm. She was upset that Allison knew that, as if, and it's true, she didn't. She is the only one who kind of doesn't know her life. Yeah. And everyone around her for her entire life has known exactly who she is and what she is. Yeah. Except for her. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah, it really is. Um, And not only that, but she's alone, right? Because all her cousins know each other. All the sisters now know each other. So I think she could really relate to Charlotte in that. Yeah. Because Charlotte feels alone. And mm-hmm. um, the one thing Vivi has that Charlotte doesn't is other clones her own age. But they I still... wanted them to... I feel like it was hard because Vivi wasn't expressing herself and she was acting like she knew Dana and didn't mm-hmm. didn't have all this trauma within Dana and her other cousins. Mm-hmm. But I wanted them to be like... Sis, we yeah. just met eight years ago. <laughs> we all had our own messed yeah. up lives. My husband was my monitor. My ex was my monitor. Yeah. He ended up dying in Sarah's case. Like, mm. All these people have such messed up lives. And although they, at the core of what they have is each other now, and that's family, and that's completely irreplaceable and the best thing mm. ever, it wasn't easy, and it's still not mm. easy. So I feel like at that point, and I, maybe we will get this, there will be that mm. conversation where it's like it's not what it looks like we've been suffering too yeah no it's true and but all she's seen of the clones is the photographs and now their interaction at pre- in present day so you're right i wish they would kind of share with her but also they don't know who they can trust they don't know where they stand they're kind of freaking out about other things so maybe when things settle down um more than that i was upset that there was no bigger moment between her and dana right because they were she's met- a CIA. She she's undercover her entire life. Mm-hmm. I, every move she does is calculated. Yeah. I wish we got it. I wish she was like, wait, bro. Yeah. my family <laughs> lied to me yes. my whole life. But there she- you are, reunited. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, but she's not gonna do that. I know, but I wanted it so bad because they recognized each other, and there's that moment, and it needed to be bigger almost, just because it's like, yes, you're finally together. You know, hug or something. I don't I know. know. I yeah. know, but we did get some rewarding, sad, and scary information from this conversation because Delphine gets in the room too, and that union, the reunion between Delphine mm. and Cosima was oh, so God, beautiful. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, I'm so obsessed with them. <laughs> but we, like I said at the top, we find out that the weapon is used for genocide. And it was used uh, uh, to target viruses and attack, and it was initially for good, but now it's for bad. Mm. But I wonder what you think their next move will be. Who, the clones or um, Davis and Chris? The clones with this information now. You know, I don't know, because um, I feel like it's hard to tell what they're going to do, just because we were un- it was unexpected with the whole th- them going public thing. Right? They went public. Well, we don't know who went public with the clones' information, but that was unexpected. So there's really no telling what they're going to do because now you have three generations worth of clones and they all think differently. They have different ideas. 
So what their next move is, I think it's going to be a little bit of an argument, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right. we'll see. Yeah. I think that that could be it, too. Do they make it but more public? the plan now is that the next design or virus by Kurtzman would be fatal. The one with Dana right. was temporary. So do they go public with it? You know, I know or... that like they already are public with the fact that they're yeah. clones. But the thing is, is that I'm not a conspiracy theorist, okay. but I do know that when you let people in on knowledge that higher up organizations don't want you to do, mm. you disappear. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it, but luckily they do have press. So if they disappeared, that would be really bad. But you have the Ministry of Defense involved in this mm-hmm. and probably multiple governments in multiple different countries. That's hot and heavy. Well, okay, if you were a clone, what would you do in this situation? Because I'm calling Rachel. Yeah, I was going to say Rachel's that the number too. one draft pick right yeah, now. <laughs> I was going to say, because I think, you know, we're seeing that Rachel has a little bit of a soft side for the clones. Um so a little bit, a li- massive, <laughs> massive soft spot. She for said, the "My sisters." <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right, you're right. Um, so if she were to join the team, you know, they're put their brains together, they could really take it on. But I don't know what they would do: go public with it, just attack the people who are doing it, get rid of the science, try to use it for good. There's so many options. Yeah, I don't know, but I. There are a lot of options, and I think that will be the next episode is the game plan. Yeah, you're probably and right. And what they'll do with that. Mm-hmm. In the, Within this scene, though, we do get Kira calling Charlotte and yes. making it clear, don't that test me because so I'll hang funny. up. That was so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> angst. But I yeah. love... And you spoke on this about the similarity between mm-hmm. Sarah and Kira. I mean, they are identical yeah. in a lot of ways, and that angst and that wanting to do good, but... Obviously, Sarah's was displaced. Kira's is in the right place. She's way more uh, mm-hmm. wants to do good and thinks that she can, whereas yeah. Sarah, I think, had some trauma that she didn't yeah. think that she could do that. But really interesting that Kasima is totally in the know of the issue Kira is dealing with, with, which is the droids, and we got that discovery mm-hmm. last episode. But I wonder who they're going to bring in for backup for for Kira because she doesn't want to leave. She promised them that she would help. And it's like, how do you make so many friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we now know that Vivi and Dana and Felix are going to be going to help Kira. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's next episode. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, which will be interesting because I, then Dana and Vivi will be teaming up. And Felix will be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, I love that. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot I'm that. I'm excited and, for that and dynamic. I was, and I wrote it down like, I love this Charlie's Angel combo. Yeah. <laughs> it's ragtag It is. I love that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that's going to be fun to listen to next week. But um, more than that, regarding Kira, it was hilarious that um, she had to make it really clear that Sarah cannot get all up in that phone call before she put she's get put gets put on speaker but at the same time it makes me sad because we know know how much sarah loves her daughter and how much she'll she'll do anything for her so for kira to be doing this i want that mother daughter like loving moment for us to see that 
I know it's just you know? hard because I was that age too and yeah. I wasn't a superhuman who could heal and have all my aunts be clones so <laughs> but Kira it's complicated yeah, for yeah. a youngin yeah no you're right and we have that picture that Rachel saw that shows Kira really happy with her mom and I think she truly is yeah. I think it is uh, and, and this is such Madeline Ashby knowing the world so well to bring in S yeah. and have that call back to S because I think it's exactly like that where mm-hmm. there was a profound and deep love and connection between the two but it wasn't always seen because yeah. of the hard exterior that they both carry yeah and the fact is Sarah's realizing it and now she's regretting the way she treated S and realizing everything she put Mrs. S um, through. Mrs. S. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so realizing everything she put her through. But I don't know. I I don't like that they're repeating it completely. It's mm. like show they've shown it to us now. Now, like, let's get past it. But let's you don't think I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that. But I think if I know these characters and what they've yeah, okay. been through... This seems on target. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're right. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> now you're uh, an angsty teen. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, Seth. you're right. Stop calling uh. me out. <laughs> but let's talk about Rachel. Because this was, yeah. and it had to do with Kira, which I also forgot the deep connection that, that Rachel felt for Kira wasn't reciprocated because no. a girl was trying to take out her ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, Rachel loved loved the idea of the innocence of the child and having an upbringing that was normal and not watched and observed her entire life Mm so when we saw rachel i i I always feel empathy towards rachel no matter what she did and she Mm -hmm. was the one of the worst characters she really was just awful like what she did uh Awful, awful, yeah. awful. She deserved what came to her. Yeah, and, and she's talked about her karma. And yeah. I still, when I picture this girl, this woman who lived this extravagant life her entire existence and mm. was that, that big, just calling the shots, eating caviar every single second. And now yeah. she was working in a cubicle. Microwave dinner. Yeah. Hey, what did you bus. feel during that? Uh, you do feel for her because she does miss her old life, and um. She's, but then again, it's like join the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is life. Woman. Why don't Welcome. order caviar for yeah. fun? <laughs> yeah, I know she was complaining about having to use things like public transport and things like that, and it's like okay, but um, the meeting with Davis, I was not sure what to think because I was like, oh. God, is Rachel going to do this to them again? Really? You know, um, I thought it was really smart that she was wired because you don't know what to expect. She's so smart. She really is. Yeah. She's, she's always, always been. Always thinking ahead, um, which is good. And the sisters really need her on their side uh, because of how smart she is. Um, but I thought it was interesting that Davis was trying to get all this information and then also how Rachel handled the situation, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that the photo is what triggered her. Um, so if he didn't show her the photo, maybe we would have gotten a different result, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do think that that photograph held a lot of mm-hmm. deep feelings towards it. And it reminds me of the photograph that we saw of her dad in, I believe, the final season, maybe the second to final season of Mm. Orphan Black. And I I do think that was a really come-to-Jesus moment where Mm. she was like, this is a 
living girl with who has a chance that was better than the rest of us and i will claw your eyes out Mm -hmm. but the anger she felt still surprised me really yeah because i could see her being like i'm gonna flip on him and i'm gonna set him up but she was like i will end you (laughs) (laughs) this you are done yeah um well but then also try to put yourself in her shoes and think about her life for over the last eight years compared to what she's been through and so now now i think it's all pent up anger you know and it's just finally coming to the surface i just want her to have a good relationship with the sisters me too because at the end of the day it might seem cliche that i want all the sisters to get along but they don't have family that is their fam like their true family so they've dealt with enough bs they deserve to have each other and i want rachel to come home like fully and embrace them and i think that we might be getting that in a way that we didn't end the actual tv series of it where she left on amicable terms yeah and now i think we could get that where yeah where they work together and she said don't underestimate underestimate yeah (laughs) there she is my (laughs) sestras yeah and she's never spoken about them like that that's true i yeah actually you're right she's never spoken about them like that i think that she needs to take the first step with the sisters, though, and and show them that she really is on their side and she really does care because um, they're going to be holding back a little bit mm-hmm. because of all of their history. Mm-hmm. But they could really use her, especially with everything that's going on with this tag weapon. Um, who knows how far it'll go? Uh, we don't need clones dropping all over the place, you know. So I hope maybe next episode we'll have Rico. Yeah, we'll see. Come we'll and see. join them. We right. we round out this episode though with our girl Helena. Helena, yes. Walk me oh through your god. emotions when you heard her. Oh my god! So when it started, I was like, "Oh my god, could it be? Could it be? Yes, this has to be her." And then they said it. I don't remember exactly what they said. Where I just knew they, she, they were calling her it? like mangled or something. Yeah, it, no, but then, and then they said the curly, wild blonde hair or something, and I was like, and I think the her son is the one driving the car because they said um she was through the, the moon roof the moon roof and somebody really short was driving oh. <laughs> and it's one of her sons i'm so excited because now that she's here that means we're actually gonna get helena next episode in action because yes. she's not keeping her hands to oh herself my God. when she was like move you sheep or else i'll squish you like pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> I was like, yes, I wanted um, cereal box. Y'all need to put that music. The, there's that music. Oh, for that, Helena. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Yes. Yes. I, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Each of them had their own music. Yeah. yeah. And hers was like so you just know. scary. Uh, but it but also gives you like this warm feeling too. I know. It's, it's She's the most <laughs> complex character ever. Yeah. She has done the most horrendous things. She has. Which is brought up in Rachel's case too. Uh, I don't know if it was a threat as much of just maybe motivation, but the cases will be dug up with Dyad mm-hmm. and Brightborn and all these different things. If I'm not mistaken, Helena has quite a body count. Yes. Oh my God. She really, she, do you think she has the highest of everybody? Yes. Yeah. She definitely yes. does. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. if not the highest, the most violent. Yeah. So those are things that don't need to be like uncovered by 
society. Yeah, we don't they don't need, need to know. We don't need that. Everybody just needs to love them and love Helena, and that's it. You yes. know. But her sons, can we just? How are her sons gonna be? Because we've not met them yet, and they're gonna be a little crazy too. They have well, to be. I guess make that your prediction. But yes. should we get into our special segment? Yes. Oh, oh clone, you did it! <laughs> so why don't you start us off? What was your OMG moment? I mean, honestly, it was Helena. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it, it was. It just was. <laughs> yeah, hearing her, because she's my, her and Sarah are my favorites. Okay. And I love them all, though. It's so hard because I love Cosima and Allison. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but those two I, I resonate with the most. Okay. Yeah, that I mean that makes sense. <laughs> so that was great, but I also I also love the the fact the conversation when Kira calls in. Because yeah. it was just this connection of most of them, except for mm-hmm. Rachel, all in the same room and kind of I was like, Oh, we're we're mm-hmm. really revving up. But yeah. these final few episodes, this is what I I live for this because they're mm-hmm. all gonna conquer, mm-hmm. divide and conquer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think if I had to choose something else, it would be the clone meeting, which is what you're saying. Yeah. Um Yeah, because when they hop the fence I, I didn't expect everybody to be there. I didn't realize that, you know, from Jay, Priyat, I don't, oh yeah, I don't Jay know was in the Jay episode too, there. and there was and commentary our, on their weird relationship. Toxic, yeah, yeah. So that's happening. Yeah, that's we thought so. That's that's gonna happen. Um, but that's good. I like that because they can understand each other, and they're now dealing with the clone stuff together. So, um, yeah, the fact that they were there and all the clones and Delphine, and it was the most clones in a room that we've had this season, right? Yeah. It was the most amount of clones that we've had in a room this season. Yes. Right? Yeah, it was a clone party. Yeah, it was, which was cool. Yeah, so I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we do some news and gossip? News and gossip. Okay. I'm excited for this one. Because I, I was unaware, actually, of this when you told me. Yes. All right, guys. News and gossip. Um. So Tatiana Maslany is... <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> um, Tatiana Maslany is in a new movie called Pink Wall. It is available on Apple TV. It just came out a couple days ago. Um, the info on it says, A modern romance following the six-year relationship of Jenna, who's Tatiana, and Leon, intimately told through defining moments along their journey together, exploring how friendship and resentment grow when confronted with the pressures of adult life. So that is on Apple TV. Um, it's check it Pink out. Pink Wall. Pink Wall. Yeah, Tatiana even shared a behind-the-scenes picture on her Instagram um, to announce that it is now out. I love when she comes out in new projects because, well, A, of course, I love her, and B, because I think of it as another clone out in the universe, right? So anything that she ever does... <laughs> Is just another clone. Um, I think that's a great way to think of it. Right? <laughs> I haven't even heard of this. I'm trying to look it up right now because... Yeah, it's called Pink Wall. Okay. Yeah, so well, we I'll be that. watching that ASAP. Exactly. And then, so now that she has Pink Wall out and um, obviously the Orphan Black chapter is coming out, she decided to take a minute and go to Disney. Uh, she posted a ton of pictures on her Instagram at Disney and 
Her caption read, "I only post from coasters now. Sorry, guys, this is me," which is hilarious. That's just another clone hanging out at Disney. So, so cute. She's the <laughs> yes, best. She really well, is. Well, thank you, Shiksha. Of course. Let's round this out with some prediction. I predictions. I'd love to hear yours, watching and listening as well. So make sure to drop a comment or a review with your prediction, so we can keep these firing. Yes. What are you thinking? Okay, so next episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> next episode, we are going to be seeing Felix, um, Vivi, and Dana helping out Kira, mm-hmm. and I really hope that we get a good bonding moment between Dana and Vivi because we haven't seen that. So maybe they like hash it out. Maybe we find out more about her parents and why they did what they did because they have to go on a road trip now and do that. Um, Helena has to take over the majority of the episode because because we've missed her. Yeah, for eight. she's been missing this whole time. I mean, we she's hopped in on phone calls, but nothing else, not physically. And that too, yeah, that too only last was it last week, mm-hmm. so not even that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's gonna be, and I think you're right. Rachel's gonna come join them. So it's gonna be a major clone party going after. All of them. I just don't know if they're going to go public with this information. Yeah, I think that we will have another meeting now with Helena mm. and figure out their next action steps. I think this will be a plotting episode, and the next episode following that will be a fight or flight, mm. kick yeah. some butt, yeah. and figure out who's really pulling the strings other than the characters that we have right now. And I think that we will get some more information because I don't think Kira's there just to help people. Mm. I, I feel like that's too simple of a yeah. plot line for her. I think we will find out more information there, mm. oh, especially with Felix and the Charlie's yeah. Angels company. Something super random that I just thought of because um, I was thinking about Helena's kids. Do you think there's the possibility of like a spinoff with Helena's sons and you have Kira you're like, no. And you have um, Charlotte. You have Art's kid. Um, you have Allison's kids. So just all the kids. No. <laughs> I wish. I, I want just Wouldn't more. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> it would. It would. I would like anything Orphan Black. <laughs> yeah. So whatever it is. But now we can have the music. Jonathan, our great producer in the booth, thank you so much for tuning in. This was an awesome episode to cover. We will be back next week for another after show, breaking down Chapter 9. In the meantime, Shake Show, where can the, the viewers at home find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Bali. That's B-O-L-L-Y girl. I'm on six after shows and I post about all of them in my Insta stories. So check it out. Fabulous. I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. Have a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving or just spend time with family. If you have the day off, eat some good food. Yes. And we will see you later, Clone Club. Much love. Bye. Thank you. Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.